Recording in progress. Right. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, Mark chapter two, the Gospel of Saint Mark chapter two. Uh, if you remember, again, we finished chapter one last time with the the healing of whom? If you remember, of the leper, right? The healing of the leper, and we, as as the end of chapter one, talks about. Uh, the the our Lord is talking to the leper and telling him not to tell anybody. Go show yourself to the priest and go uh, do what the, the the law of Moses has been uh, telling you to do and purify yourself, cleanse yourself, and and go right. And then you know with, with that, as we as we, we we could tell from before that uh, and from last from last uh, chapter is that uh, he didn't do that right he went out and did what told everybody he went out and told everybody right so uh, the result of that was that the whole city and the whole people knew what's happening and knew about uh, his miracles and his healing and they all came back again and uh, start to 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 together and that's that was the the end of, of chapter of chapter one again if you just look at it here again um, but he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter right that's that was the end of the scene last time and as we were talking before in order to understand this more and more let's not 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 uh, uh imagine but live the the events itself as as we said before a day in the life of christ on earth what is he doing right so here we go he, he people are coming back again uh, and then he we knew that he went out to a deserted place and people were going out to him and then after a while he came back again to the city. Which city was that again? So we, we were, were, were all kind of keeping track of things. Capernaum, right? Which basically is, we were starting to realize that he's making this as his headquarter, right? So he go out and pray and go out and rest to go out and do this and serve and then come back again to Capernaum, right? By the way, what does Capernaum mean? Because I think it has, it has a very good uh, uh, implication on what we're talking about here. Capernaum in Arabic, Capernaum. What does it mean? Kaf Nahum. What do you think that is? No. Kafar in, in, in Hebrew, which is actually village. Kaf, village. Right? So Kaf. Kafar is village. Nahum is what rest, right? Peace, rest. More, more of rest. More of rest. So it, 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 the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up because it's important to know that because again, the all the names, most of the names are actually functional in 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 the in the uh, text, right? So Nahum in in Hebrew, which is from it, the word Niyah uh, in Arabic, which is rest comfort right so again you can see that he is making that uh, that village his headquarter because it will become what and it will through him it will be the city of and the village of rest of comfort right 
So just something to, to, to keep it in mind as we, uh, as we go on. So this is what he's doing. Again, he went back again to, and when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home in another translation at the house. Again, just from the text and from what's happening last chapter, you imagine that he is going where? Again. Which house? Saint Peter, right? Right, remember? He was at the house where Peter and Andrew were, were there and he went there and he uh, uh, healed the mother-in-law and the people came and then all the thing and then he went out and then he came back again. So most likely, most likely that's what, what's happening, that he, he came back to the same house. And again, as we can read from the text itself, that uh, that uh, he the word actually there is the, the the actual translation that there is a noise it was noised right as if there is like a, 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 I was reading about it like a fire that's spreading you know the the word spread very very fast throughout the whole village that who is in town Jesus is in town right so just kind of keep this in mind as we 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 were reading again many were gathered together so that there was no more room not even at the door and he was preaching the word to them again what was he doing preaching what is he preaching the word what does that mean preaching the word what word <laughs> what is he preaching what do you think what gospel there is no gospel Salvation coming of the human race that she's coming to die for the sake of us. Okay. So the, the good news, right? Okay. How how like what do we know about that from, from other gospels and from other passages that he was he went and started to preach? What what did he do at one point, for example, when he entered the synagogue? And they gave him the scroll of, they start reading Isaiah, right? And start to read the prophecy about Isaiah that, you know what, he will come and he will do this and this, this is, and, and, uh, and the acceptable year of the Lord, and, right? So he's, he's teaching what he is doing, right? What his, what his, what his message is, what, who he is, right? Who he is, you know. Again, if you if you go back again to the to the text here, he was uh, preaching the word to them. You, you'll see that this is the logon, right? Which is the logos, right? So he's teaching himself basically, right? The uh, and 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 it's very important because because again, you know, the 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 message itself that he is teaching is nothing else other than himself, right? And he was very, very kind of uh, uh, focused on that, that again, I'm here to teach before I'm here to heal, right? Remember, we talked about this before, right? Which makes us also think, you know, again, just a side note, because, you know, if, if the church is not teaching the logos, the word, and having all kinds of activities and, and events and everything, that's not a church, right? And it's very easy to, to talk about anything, right? That's why we always say, even in the service, like, you know, it's, you know, you cannot talk about any, like I'm going to talk about something, I cannot talk about any topic without actually opening 
the scripture, even if it's like a topic or whatever, right? we have to bring it back to the to the text, right? And it's a good note also to 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 ask ourselves, like when we talk, are we talking the word or not? Right? Like you know, we're socializing, we're going out, we're here we are with the with the, with the uh, Christmas season coming and, and and too many socializing and parties and and events, which is very good. But is the word the center of this or not? That's very important. It's very important to 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 understand that. That he was preaching the word, right? And then comes after this the very known. Um, uh, I have a question. Miracle again. I'm sorry. Somebody saying something? Yeah, I have a question. Yes. So go ahead, go. Uh, when you're talking about healing, is it the physical healing? Because like um, I think even just preaching has healing in itself. But uh, you keep talk talking about healing and hearing differently so the 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 in this particular text you know the it was obvious that his physical sickness was because of sin that's why he said you know what again you are forgiven before saying anything else but when we talk about this and we, we kind of talked hinted about this last last time also that when we talk about God's healing to us it's mainly healing our our, our spirit our soul before mm -hmm. healing the body right again if he wants and if this is his will to uh, to heal our actual sicknesses that it be but but the 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 main thing again here is is healing uh and we'll talk about this actually today, you know, about healing, healing our spirits and our our ourself, like our relationship with him. That's mm -hmm. that's even what we pray in the in the in the in the litany of the of the sick, right? You are the true physician of our souls, bodies, and spirits. Souls, bodies, and spirits, right? We know for sure that the soul and the spirit are hundred percent healed. The body is according to his will, right? If he wants to heal, let it be. If not, uh, that's a different story. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I lost my question for some reason. What's happening here? Okay. Well, we'll continue. I'm having some uh, issues. So, with that, with that, um, he 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 goes back again to the to the. Uh, we know the story, right? We know the story. I think, and I was actually having having kind of trouble preparing for this Bible study because that story we talked about it hundred times. We, you know, whether it's in a sermon on a Sunday or or Bible studies or or, or the, the 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 story again that you know what the house is full of people and then this paralyzed person that comes, he cannot make his way to Christ and then his friends will come and put him. Put that you know went to the to the uh, roof and digged and and and, and removed the roof and then put him out down in front of the Lord and he was healed and all those things. So the story itself is very very well known and 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 we look at it every time and say wow this is this is you know uh, very uh, beautiful and uh, and all the contemplations about it and the four are this and the people are that and. But but I th I thought like like what's 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 behind it like is there something else here is there, is there something else when the Lord comes and and you know in front of him the paralyzed 
person. What does that mean? What does that mean? What can we what can we learn from this? Who is he? Who is he facing here? Who is he facing? Is he facing a person that's paralyzed or facing something else? What is the confrontation that's happening here? What do you think? Let's just go beyond the story itself. Because again, we all know the story. We talked about it. We heard it. We heard contemplation. We heard sermons about it. Like anybody can come here and say better than I a hundred times. But what's, what is, what's happening? Again, here is the Lord himself and they put in front of him a paralyzed man. And there is a confrontation here between who and whom. What do you think? Believers and non-believers. It's one thing. Believers that the people believe. They knew that the Lord will heal, so they did whatever they can in order to, to bring him in front of Christ. Okay, what else? What's in front of Christ? People who have faith. Okay, believers. Okay, yes. More. More. The paralytic person, like when I ask who is who's in front of him again, the paralytic, the, the, the paralyzed person, right? Yes, Farah, I want to say something. <laughs> no, I just thought since something was escaping, because I was just thinking the paralytic person. Yes, yes, that, that's the paralytic the person, the paralyzed. Okay. What else? What what's What's happening there? So last time, Abuna, you were talking about the demon-possessed person and how uh, the demon and the person become one and the person loses control. So I don't know, when you asked this question, I thought maybe the paralytic person is someone who lost control because of um, the authority of the demon over him. Lost control, okay. You're, you're close to what I have in mind. You're getting close, yes. Yes. Let's go to Genesis. I'm gonna get you all the way to the beginning, in the beginning, beginning, beginning. <laughs> Welcome, Christina. <laughs> Let's go to Genesis chapter two and verse 15. I'll give you a hint about what, where I'm going with this. Uh, a paralyzed man, can he, is he able to work? No. Okay, so let's read Genesis 2, 15 and, to, and 16. Just 15 and 16. Somebody can read it. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Okay, so the Lord God, after he created Adam and Eve, he created Adam and he, he what did he do with him? He put him where? To do what? To keep it, meaning to do, to work, to work, right? And that was before the, before the fall, right? So the creation that God created, the beautiful creation was able to do what? To work, to work for whom? For God and to be part and partner with him, right? So God created the whole, the whole world created the, the garden and everything. And still he wants, he, Adam is very, very precious to him. He, so he told him what, I'm gonna bring you. He created him outside. I'm gonna get, get you into the garden and I will ask you to do what? To care for this beauty that I created, okay? 
Going back again, jumping to Mark now. Mark was not able to, to work, right? Before, because of what? Because of being paralyzed. And as we said, that, paral that paralysis, that condition is basically as a result of, of sin. So he's not able to, to work because of the fallen nature, right? So when, 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 when that person is in front of, of the Lord now, who's in front of the Lord? The fallen nature, right? So here is, here is that confrontation. Here is the, that's why I'm saying, let's look beyond the story because again, the story, we talked about it a hundred times, right? But here there is a confrontation between the creator, right? Because we know that the creation was through whom? Through the word, right? To the word. He said, let there be and there was. So through the word, which that word became flesh, right? So that person that's, in, that's there is God in the flesh who is the creator, okay? And here in front of him is whom? The paralyzed man as an example and as a representing what? The whole fallen nature, right? See? Have you think of have you thought of this of this story like this before or no? Why is this important? Why I'm taking it this way? I'm not just trying to to be to philosophize thing or to be philosopher or theologian or anything. I don't know anything. But 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 really, why 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 am I taking it to this to this direction? Why 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 that is important? Look at sort of like because we're supposed to look at the Bible from our own perspective. Okay. We can look at the personal connection with the story itself. Okay, that's one thing. But more, more than that. Kind of hopeful, okay? Why? Just two. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. When uh, Jesus said, no, your sins are forgiven you. Yes. He's essentially telling like the people who, like the whole fallen generation. Yes. That like you are forgiven. Yes. And that, then like there's like a new life. That's, that's exactly what I'm trying to get. Too, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yusuf. I'm sorry, my, com my computer is acting up. That's why I'm not focused. I'm so sorry. Uh, but that's exactly what I'm trying to get to because because it's not just about about a, a story of 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 uh, healing, but it's actually especially when he says that your sins are forgiven. What does the forgiveness means to us? What does salvation mean to us? What does that mean to us? Don't want Sunday school answers. We're able to work for him because why? Why is that? Which means what happened to us? Healed, healed. Which, in a way, actually, it is what more of restoration, right? We have to understand this because this is the core of our our faith. Again, you hear this all the time. Well, our sins are forgiven. Okay, what does that mean to us? He did something here more than that. He was able to make him able to go back again to, to work, which is the 
character of Adam and Eve before the fall, right? So it's not just a miracle. It's not just healing of a disease. It's something that he's standing in front of the fallen nature and say what I am the creator and I am able and willing to do what to fix that again, right? And that's exactly what Athanasius says, right? The only one that can fix the creation is its own creator. Yes. Continuous healing. Yes. 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 To paralyze me, God knew exactly what the need was the forgiveness of sin. Okay. Right? Yes. And so with that, he gave him continuous healing. Right. But rather than healing his legs, he gave him something more. Which is healed his legs and the guy could have not had salvation or redemption or what we could call it, right? But he knew exactly what he needed. He needed the forgiveness of sins. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which means what again? Continuous healing. And that healing means bringing back that old nature, the, the new nature again, restoration again. Right. I think it's it's important to understand this because again, the, the idea of, of my sins are forgiven. I'm 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 realizing more and more that's just becoming a very, very abstract and not even believing in it. Like you, you can't believe how many people I talk to, like what does it mean? I don't know if I'm forgiven or not. I'm still living with the guilt and with the shame and with the heavy load that I have on my mind all the time that you know what, what I've done in the past and what I've done yesterday and what I've done today, what I'm gonna go do tomorrow. I, I, I'm, I'm realizing more and more that that simple word of "you are forgiven" is is not not something that we can we can grasp. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but but again, when when like here we are, about ten and then four or five, we're fifteen people out of, of, of here. How really? How many of us that really understand and believe and 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 know that that forgiveness is something that I can really live by it? And it's a continuous work. So when we come to the story here again, it's not just about a paralyzed man that became healed, became able. No, it's 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 the creator in front of the fallen nature. And that's what I said was, which is easier to say? Right? But no, I will say your sins are forgiven because that is the core. And by forgiving the sin, I'm able actually to make you what? To make you able to do what? To function as what you're supposed to be functioning. Right? Abir, can you bring the papers that I that I printed? It's in the printer inside here. I, I grasped a couple, couple parts from, from, from a book, mainly the teaching of Athanasius. And, and I wanted to do this. I'm not, again, not trying to complicate things, but I think we need to understand what does that mean for us? What does it mean for us? I'll bring it on the screen here also to, to know that. So here again, the paralyzed man, because of his fallen nature, is becoming in, unable to function, right? In a way, in a way, we are not able to function. Yes. Just pass it around, please. I'll bring it here. I just want to again. I'm trying to do something different because because the 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 the, uh, the story itself we know it. And I, I think you know as I was thinking about that, it might be just waste of time to just go through the story again. You know, it's not waste of time. I shouldn't say that, but it'd be kind of redundant, redundant, and 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 uh, and you know, same thing again that we see. 
let's read from you know I know this is kind of, of maybe maybe uh, uh, you know deep text, but let's talk about about what does that mean. Let's read from 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 humans where humans have the power to choose. I'll read it out loud. You read it if you have it, and let's let's talk about it, okay? And see how is that related to what we have here. And again, if this is something really complicated, you don't understand anything, just like we're gonna stop. Let's just go back again to to what we do, right? So, um, hmm? from the second line, from humans, okay? I'll read it out loud first. You read it on your own. Uh, it's on the screen for you people, and then we can just see what 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 does that mean. Humans have the power to choose between contemplation of God and indulging in the senses of the body, right? And we'll try to relate this again to the paralyzed man, right? Indulging in the senses of the body. The knowledge of divine eternity and the constant contemplation on the divine makes it possible for humanity not to depart from God, but to be in constant fellowship with the saints. The knowledge of divine eternity and the constant contemplation on the divine makes it possible for humanity not to depart from God, but to be in constant fellowship with the saints. When the soul is in a pure state, it constantly contemplates the image of the Father's word and lives a blessed and immortal life. This is from Athanasius uh, against the Gnostics, I believe. I have the reference here. Again, when the soul is in a pure state, it constantly contemplates the image of the Father's word and lives a blessed and immortal life. A person preserves a pure life when one transcends all things of the senses through the power of the mind. In this purity, nothing hinders one's fellowship with God. Let's just stop at this so I don't lose you. <laughs> Read it more, and then I want to hear from you. Okay, What does that mean, and how is that related again to to our study tonight. Okay. Okay. And um, he equally has the power to choose that, like, who is this person who just saved me from my. So he has the power to choose to regain that the function again, as you were saying. Okay. 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 I feel like in second sentence, talking about free will. Okay. The paralyzed man, once he was healed, he still gets to choose whether he wants to continue to live in sin. Sin or not, right? Yes, it is. It is that knowledge of divine eternity and the constant contemplation of the divine makes it possible for humanity not to depart from God. So it's it's a choice, right? Whether I contemplate about God or indulge in my own senses, right? And that indulging would lead to what? To sin leads to, in our story here, pearls. We're not, right? We're not, we lose sense of things. Okay, what else? What else? 
think I'm gonna explain my unique thing that I have Mm. Mm. more about unity with God and it's our choice whether we 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 continue in that state or we say no we don't right and that unity is through 100% our the mystical work of the church right through the Eucharist through the baptism and so on yes what else in those few words and few few lines uh online guys please feel free to share at any time when the soul is in a pure state it constantly contemplates the image of the father's word and lives and bless a blessed and immortal life when the soul is in a pure state can we keep that pure state So how is that possible? The forgiveness of sin. Pure means what? Cleanse, right? Go back again to the leper, right? Last last week, right? And here also, what again? We see, remember my first question is who is what's where where is the confrontation? What's what, who's confronting whom? Right? The Lord, the creator, is confronting what? The fallen nature, the impurity. Right? And he's able to do what? Through the word, restore it. Your sins are forgiven. So in order to live that, or to maintain the pure purity of soul, what do we need to do? Contemplate about God, that's the mind, and come to him as the healer back again, right? That's okay, you know what? Yes, I've, you know, today I've done this and this and this and this and that. Okay, it's all right. I'll come to him again and say what? Cleanse me, right? Renew a right spirit in me, right? So the, the simple thing that we do in our church without in, being intentional about it is the exact thing that we need to do, right? But the problem is, again, we're not intentional about it. Like how often, how many of us here, like at least throughout the last week, heard or prayed Psalm 50, have mercy on me, O God. Whether it's through the church or I hope in our own prayers or something, right? right? And how often, if we really are doing this, that, that actually contemplate about that, that simple fact, that I'm, I'm, I'm basically and simply asking him to do what? To purify me, to cleanse me, right? But the problem is we start to say things and mumble things without, without contemplating about it, without understanding it, or we don't even do it, which is, you know, even worse. Right? Yes. So when you're saying that, like, if we fall during the day, so the soul must constantly forgive us. But can't that lead to a tendency of, um? being very disrespectful to the idea of forgiveness and like it's better that you're hard on yourself a bit more than to be easy on yourself and you still ask for forgiveness but it's better to 
like know the weight of it instead of either like being light with it or even avoiding it? Good point, Julian. So when I say it's okay and come back again, is, does that mean that I am taking the whole thing very light and I'm very being very, very uh, unfaithful and very lean and, and relaxed? So, so the, the 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 assumption that we we again talking to people here that you've been exposed and you've been in the church and you know God, right? But it's just a matter of how to really rekindle that and live it and being being purposeful about it, right? Because again, if I really don't care, then I'm just lying to myself and I'm just pretending things, and 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 the whole thing is just a big, you know, fake life, right? But by no means when I say it's okay, come back again, that means that I am that I'm taking it light, right? Why? Because from this study and from the other study and from previous studies, we always said and we know and went through this through Hosea hundred times that there is what there is judgment, right? So I cannot forget this. Right? But also I cannot be live, living and leaving myself to despair, right? And know again the, the practicality of it, the practicality of it that we're still under the, the, the weight of the, of the old nature still. It's not 100% gone. Yes, we are born again. Yes, we are baptized. Yes, we are taking communion. But that there is always a fight going on, right? And, 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 and with that fight that, that is going on, you know, instead of giving up and saying, you know, here we go again. No, I said, no, I can continue to come back again. And that's the whole idea of, again, the sacraments of the church, the whole idea of the, of the confession, the whole idea of the repentance, right? When you do this with your spiritual guide, with your spiritual father, with your father of confession, then, you know, as a father of confession, I can tell, like, if you're just, you know, living your life and just coming to say a couple of words and just taking whatever and then leaving, or no, you know, we're not serious here, right? So it's, it's, and this is the beauty of the church again, right? That I'm not just kind of like pretending, I'm not pretending, okay? How can we gain the true repentance that's from the spirit, not from ourselves? Is is the 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 the, the simply the faithfulness that we're living, right? Like again, taking the time and asking myself, you know, why am I doing this, right? Asking for the spirit to really change and and create a new heart, right? Asking for that fire that comes from God for that love. Again, we as you know, and we said this hundred times before Romans five five. That the love of God is poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, right? So if I'm really, really faithfully asking for that love to be kindled in my heart, right? If that fire to be kindled in my heart, you know, it, it will be driven by the Spirit, right? But if I'm just going through the, the season and the emotions and here we go, Kiak is starting tomorrow and we're just going to start to say praises and sing songs and do this and do that. And I'm not even spending any time thinking and contemplating about God. Then there is no purpose of it. There's no sense of this. Yes. So how, 
How do I know if the sin that's on my mind is the, the, the devil is trying to make me fall into guilt or it's from the spirit, right? The Holy Spirit and the repentance is always joyful repentance, always joyful, right? As I feel bad that I fell, but you know what? I can't wait till I get up again, right? And the spirit is really, really convicting me, but also the spirit is filling me with the joy and the love and the understanding that I'm accepted again, right? And the power and the energy that, that comes with it, that I'm continuing even stronger than before. As I said before, you know, I was reading it in one in a book one time about, about you know, even uh, as, as father of confession and uh, noticing the confessors who come to confess and how you walk out of the church, right? If really I'm confessing and understanding the confession and understanding that I'm actually dumping everything and freeing and, 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 and removing all the, 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 excuse me, the dirt that is on my, on, my, on, my, on my heart. And I know that this is, I believe in that, I will walk out jumping. So even the, the body language makes, makes, reflects our, my understanding. Again, if you're literally walking into a place with a heavy load and you, you, you left it and walk out, are you going to walk out still looking down, still limping, still as if you're carrying a load? No. Why? Because you literally did what? Got rid of it, right? But if, if I still walk out of the confession and I'm still like, like what are we doing then? Right? And that's why it's very important. That's why I'm taking this into that depth instead of just going through the story because we all know the story, but I don't think we know enough what's behind the story. Right? You see this here, you see this in the paralyzed the man, the, the, the one that was, was, was on the pool for 38 years. He took his bed and carried it and did what? Start to jump, start to dance. Right? He's joyful. He's joyful. It doesn't say that he carried his, his bed and walked again or asked people to help him to walk again. No. We saw this last, last session with, or, or last uh, chapter with, with the mother-in-law of, of, of Peter. She was healed and she immediately went and started to do what? To serve. She didn't need some time to recover, some time to let me regain my strength. Let me, no, I'm ready to go. So the, the, the conviction that comes from the spirit comes with it also the joy of the repentance, right? The faith that I am forgiven, the restoration of the nature. That's why I'm saying it's not just, you know, again, the word, my sins are forgiven are kind of very, very abstract. Do you know that if any one of you read, and I hope that you actually read the On the Incarnation by Athanasius, you know that the On the Incarnation, the word forgiveness is not mentioned at all. Athanasius doesn't talk about forgiveness. He talks about what? Restoration and exaltation and change of the, of the, of the nature. Because that is forgiveness. 
Right? But again, with all respect, we are so much, I was talking uh, about this with, 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 um, with uh, a group of, uh, of Eastern Orthodox priests also, about the idea of that we are so much impacted with the Western theology that we don't really understand what we have. We're talking about it when we were at uh, at uh, Cornerstone with Father Tedius. Yes, yes, right? yeah. That what we have is much, much more than that. Right. So when when the Lord looked at him, right, he saw what he saw that fallen nature that's not able to walk to work. Right. He saw Adam that is not able to tend to the garden. So like, that's not, that was not my purpose, right? I didn't create you so you, no, I created you to work with me, to tend the garden that I gave you and to work in my field and to bring more people to me. I didn't create you to be, you know, on a bed for your forever. So that's why he goes straight to the core of the issue. Your sins are forgiven, meaning you are restored again. Yes, Iman. Yes. So with, with the story of the of the other paralyzed, not this person, the 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 the, the paralytic of uh, Bethesda, uh, you know, as it says itself, you know, the reason for is to show the glory of God and to show that what is God is willing to do as an example for people, right? But this particular person at that you know the thirty eight years again he was. Uh, this is all you have to understand the context of the story itself that this is. We know with with uh, because that's exactly what the what the what the question was like who who sinned this man or his parents right and then the Lord said not neither him nor his parents but for the glory of God right so in in that particular context that was the case that you know what to 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 show and to 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 tell the people that this is why I came for and I was able, I'm able to do that right. Glory, like he can, you said, he, he could have shown his glory in a very different way without like letting people talk to him. Yes, go ahead. So, like, I have thought about this a lot, and like, I don't know, don't know what the real reason is, and I don't know if anybody will ever know unless, like, you know, we make it to heaven and are able to ask him. But I have always felt like it could be a reason, like a multiple reasons. It could be one, maybe uh, if God did or Jesus didn't wait the 38 years, maybe the individual wouldn't have reached his salvation. Maybe if he waited 30 or 20 or 10 or 5, maybe it wouldn't have had the same impact in his life. And then also, like, I have noticed, like, I've asked the same thing, how come with some people they go through so many things in their life and then some people their life is just always like everything's handed to them 
but that person who's everything's came to them, they seem to be like a great person. Their faith is great. But then the person who went through so much, God allowed them to endure all that. And now they have an even closer relationship to God. They're also saved. And now that person will have so many different avenues of reaching out and helping people that maybe that person who didn't isn't able to. Like, I don't know what the actual answer is. I don't know. It could be a bunch of things. I could be completely wrong. But like, maybe if he didn't wait the 38 years, maybe he wouldn't have the same impact that would have reached him to salvation. Or maybe now that he did the 30 years, he might be able to help more people than if he were to only have done like 10. Yes, Peter. Okay, I'll comment on this, but yes, Peter. So, I, what, so when I read it, what blows me away is rather than healing them first, he told them their sins are forgiven. Okay. So if we continue reading, we say that immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that there that this was what they were thinking. And he's talking, I believe, about the Pharisees and the teachers that said, Who is this fellow that can forgive sin? Right. But did he did God in his spirit know that the man maybe didn't need actual physical healing but spiritual healing? Right? Because he gave him, when you think about it, he gave him the greatest gift ever. He told him your sins are forgiven, right? And what is the death of that is the most miraculous miracle, which is God the forgiveness of sins? Come down right. Forgiveness of sins, right. right? Yes. He put himself up on the cross. Right? Yes. So when you think about it, 38 years isn't. But again, this we don't get confused. This is not the 38 paralyzed person. The 38 was the okay. paralyzed, but okay. that the same context again, which is what we think is unfair right. in God's right. hands, fair, right? Because we don't know. You know, again, back again to that example of the of the paralyzed by the by the pool. You know, he 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 had multiple opportunities. If we know the story, somebody to take him and 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 and, and throw him in the pool while the angel is there to be to be healed, but whatever whether he didn't want to he didn't have anybody uh he just uh, you know uh you know preferred just more comfortable to sit and bag you know too many things but what we know again is that's why we're talking about this what we know is the main purpose of god's dealing with every one of us is that restoration right even if it means that all my life i'm away right but i'm away again by my own choice by my own choice Right, God allows things to happen, but at the end of the day, you know what? It's my choice, as we're reading here, right? And just to correct also what what I quoted about, you know, did uh, this person of sin or his his parents? That was about the blind man, right? Not about the paralyzed, right? So I'm not getting things confused. But again, it's the same, the same, the same idea. Like like you know what? God's incarnation is to restore and to heal that human nature again, right? And to bring it back again to where it's supposed to be. And even as we say, more than where it's supposed to be. Right? Through what? Through his work with us, through the word, through the Holy Spirit, through us being aware that we are always in constant need to be what? To be to be purified. Right? And that door is never closed. The door is so what's more important for us, again, we, we can never, as Yusuf is saying, we can never understand. And that's what St. Paul says, right? It's not too simple. Like, who can understand his mind, right? We cannot understand him. So we can sit here and, and, and imagine and talk and argue forever about why and was it fair, was it unfair? As you said before, he's the judge. He can do whatever he wants to do. 
right? But what does that mean for me is what's important. How do I understand and realize that that door is always open for me, right? To bring me, and that's why you know the church father says that the four are the 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 representing the church and how the church brings that fallen nature in front of Christ in order to restore it through the forgiveness and through right. That I think that's what's important to us: how we can really recognize that we are in need, and how we can recognize that text again that talks about it here that when the soul is in a pure state it constantly contemplates the image of the father's word and lives a blessed and immortal life that's that's the that's the the, the the most important thing right and how to recognize also what are the things that adds or change the heart into to, to become what or the soul here in this in this particular text to make the soul impure what is it what is it? again not contemplating Hmm? Yes, yes. So, like, back to the question that you asked, like, what came to mind when I said for contemplation? Because mm. you were talking to little boys and he was. Mm. Yes, yes. That felt like very touching because Christ, like, looked, him, looked at him in the eye and he was like, You don't know how many people I trust him right. or her with. Right. And he also told them how many people will see how strong your message is because it's coming from a person that is what? Sick. Right? And that's exactly again going back to St. Paul. Like how many times he prayed, please remove this from me. Heal me. Like what? I don't want to heal you. Right? Why? Because when you are weak, then you are strong, right? But how can I reach, how can I accept that is through faith, through understanding what you are. Again, here remember that the confrontation is between whom and whom? The creator and his creation, right? So that by itself is very, very, very powerful. Right? I'm not, again, that's why we, that's what we pray in the, in the, in the, in the liturgy of St. Gregory, that neither an angel nor an archangel nor a prophet, you have what? Entrusted, but you became, right? So it's, 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 this is the beauty of, of what we believe and how we can change again what we practice, what we pray, what we, the liturgical service into actual what? A mindset and life, right? Just the word itself, you have not entrusted an archangel, an angel, a prophet, right? But you became man and went through this and came in this. So that 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 and that is the main miracle that is happening. Right? I'm just gonna I leave this text with you uh, to the, the the to read it more and more. But I just want to highlight a couple of things also before we, we before we conclude this this particular passage again, which is the healing of the paralytic, which is based all about the forgiveness about the forgiveness. Um, Right, what it says from, like, if you see uh, number 66 right after this, the weakened soul departs from the contemplation of the things of the intellect. This part here. The weakened soul departs from the contemplation of the things of the intellect. What is perceptible to the mind, to the contemplation of pleasure? Let me just share this with you guys so you understand what I'm talking about. Sorry. Sorry. 
I'm not trying to ignore you. The weakened soul departs from the contemplation of the things of the intellect, what is perceptible to the mind, to the contemplation of pleasure, mistaking it for the good. The soul, whether in fellowship with God or not, does not lose its power of movement. When virtue does not guide the soul's movement, it rejects good and, and entertains evil. Good is what is while, evil is what is not. What does that mean? This is Athanasius again. Okay. It's moving. It's moving. Yes. Always moving. Yes. That's what I was saying last Bible study that the humanity has to find a God to worship. Right? We cannot function without a God to worship. So there is always movement. Right? So what he's saying here is very, very important. The weakened soul departs from the contemplation of the things of the intellect, what is perceptible to the mind, to the contemplation of pleasure. So again, what is what is perceptible, the contemplation of the things to, of the intellect, which again, that is the initial relationship between man and between God, right? And that's what Saint Athanasius always says that, you know, before the fall, Adam and Eve were contemplating about God. When they start to contemplate about themselves, then they were very vulnerable to the fall, right? Because they sh shift that focus from God to themselves. Okay. So here again, when God, when the Lord is healing the paralyzed man here, what is he doing to that moving soul? He's, he's turning it towards himself, right? The only unchangeable, the only fulfilling, right? So what is he saying here again? The weakened soul departs from the contemplation of the things of the intellect, what is perceptible to the mind, to the contemplation of pleasure, mistaking it for the good. Okay, we think that this is, this is good. I just contemplate about myself, about my pleasure, about my food, about my whatever, right? The soul, whether in fellowship with God or not, does not lose its power of movement. Again, the soul is dynamic, right? There is always movement. When virtue does not guide the soul's movement, it rejects good and entertains evil. See, that is the problem. So the soul, again, when there is the spirit is not guiding, when we are not led by the spirit, we are when we are left to our own being, being, being uh, guided always by our senses, right? What happens? That means that we're rejecting good and entertains evil. So what he's trying to say here, good is what is good is what is, while evil is what is not, right? Meaning what the evil is, the absence of good, which is God, right? Yes, right? I think we should just read the rest of it. Let's just read it. <laughs> Let's just, you know. Where it says, thus the creator. Okay. 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 <laughs> thus the creator does not move from good to evil while created beings are moved and move from good to evil or the other way. Meaning what again? God is 
good and it's fixed, right? There's no change, as Sam James said, there's no shadow of turn, right? You cannot, again, good is good, God is God, truth is truth, right? Thus, the creator does not move from good to evil while created things are moved and moved from good to evil or the other way. Whether the soul is weak or guided by the, by the noose, noose is the mind, right? That's in, in Greek. Whether the soul is weak or guided by the noose towards goodness, its power of movement is part of its essence. Again, the soul needs to move. That's part of the soul, part of the dynamic of, 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 of the, of the uh, human totality of the human body and mind and soul. There is always movement. The soul then can choose to move away from desire, move away from all evil that affects it and regain the purity it had the time of its creation. So he is saying that what, that movement, do I have control on it or not? Absolutely. That's what he's saying, right? That movement, whether towards the good or towards the evil is in mind. The soul contemplates the word of the father since it was created in the image of good and his likeness. The soul contemplates the word of God. Because again, by nature, because we are, that's what we say, we have that natural inclination to what? Towards God. Why? Because we, he is the one who created us and we are created according to his image of God. But again, when you start to disconnect back again to the top of the passage, when you start to Stop contemplating about God and contemplate more about my desire, about my lust, about my need. Then we are actually directing that moving soul towards what? Right? So here, back again to the to the to the to the to Mark two, when when that confrontation happens between the moving soul that is even not moving because it's paralyzed, and between the Creator, see what happens. That's what he said, that when I am lifted, I will draw to me. So here is that attraction that comes between man and between his creator. Right? And again, to be practical, as long as we are in the field, under the magnetic field of the Lord, in the, the, under the, the, the ray of the sun, both O and U, right? We're always being attracted to. The soul will always be directed towards good, right? But again, when when by our by our own uh, 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 desire and our own choice we decide to disconnect, then you see that the soul has to keep moving and to start to move towards evil. Right? I hope that's I'm not I'm not again confusing you, but I thought speak it to a different level as we study this, because I think, you know, not too often we study something like this, right? And again, the story, we all know it. Like, okay, I'm not gonna sit here and say, okay, but then those four people came and did that and that, wow, and they were, okay, well, we know this already. So I'm challenging myself and challenging more and more of something to, which comes to, again, the essence of our faith, right? Like, what does it mean? Then now I know when I need to come in front of the creator, when I need to actually spend my time with him, I am directing my soul to be what? Attracted to him. Because again, on the other hand, there are too many other magnets out there that's trying to 
exactly. Exactly. Albir. Yes. I don't agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be, to be honest with you, we fall before we realize. I think we know. I think we know. And again, we're talking to people who are led by the spirit, right? And we all know when I do something wrong, hundred times before I do it, something is telling me don't do it, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Every action is a thought. Actually, as if you, if you remember, we talked about this before. There are like five steps between a thought is a thought and becomes an action, right? There is a thought and there is the assault. There is the playing with the salt with the thought. There is the the. Hmm? No, you give you give uh, 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 kind of permission to the thought, and then the thought starts to take over everything, and then it becomes an action. So, in actual, you know, psychology or the way they can analyze the thing, there are like five actual steps before a thought can become reality. Right. Power of the mind. A person preserves a pure life when one transcends all things of the senses through the power of the mind. In this purity, nothing hinders one's fellowship with God. Yes. Very, very strong. Very strong. Through the power of the mind. Yes. So how can again we know this is and this, even if we are again uh, deceived or even if we again there are certain things yes I can agree with you there are certain things that I thought it's good but it ends up bad right then then we are guided by the spirit our daily daily relationship with him you know as you said the scripture is the mirror when I when I when I'm not not sure about things and I read and the spirit through the word of God through the guidance through the the the, the spiritual fathers through all so thank God for this right we are not we're not alone we're not left alone right we have all the 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 ways of salvation as you pray in the liturgy right it gave us the ways of salvation in order to make sure that we have one and two and three and four and five you know, and whatever checkpoints before I actually, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's why we always teach about watchfulness, being watchful, right? If I'm not watchful, if I'm not paying attention, if I'm not just like taking the time every day to be, to examine my mind and my thoughts and to ask God to, to pray, like God, you know, uh, examine, show me what's in my heart, right? If there is anything that is bad, reveal it to me. And lead me into an everlasting life, right? If not, if I'm not watching, again, Brazil wasn't watching today, and they loved it. <laughs> really, I mean, it's very, very good, good lessons, by the way. You know, those what, what happened today is very, very good lessons. You you think you own the whole world, right? And you're away three minutes away from advance to the semifinals, and you think you're done. You're you, you you let your guard down. You're not watchful. Yes. Right. And then we cry. If you look at the footnote too, you see them 
It is. By the way, this is all, uh, let me bring this up here if you want to. This is all uh, uh, part of a book about Athanasius written by Tamav Luis, our Tamav Luis here. So, and it's written for, um, for, for students. So it's very, very simple, uh, simple language. So it's not like, it's not really, um, um, let me share this with you guys. So if you want to read more and get uh, more uh, insights, and it's again, very simple language written, it's right there. Uh, Athanasius Alexandria by Tomov Louise, Louise Farag, uh, introduction to his writings and theology. Very, very beautiful book. Yes, very simple. And really, I think we need to be exposed to that because that is our theology. That is that is the theology of Alexandria that we are, we don't know it. We don't know it. We know our hymns, we know our Coptic language, no, but we don't know our Alexandrian theology. What makes us really unique is this. So if you have a chance, again, uh, get this, read more about it. It's, it's, it's very, very, very uh, important to know this more and more. So we're technically done with one to 12 <laughs> after all this. So uh, we're, we'll continue uh, next time again with another uh, event, which is the calling of Matthew. It's a beautiful, beautiful passage again uh, from 13 till uh, 17. And maybe you can continue uh, towards the 20 something also. That will next time. Okay. Any other questions? I hope I didn't confuse you with this text, but I thought to take it again to a different level and to kind of expose uh, more and more of what we believe in behind the meaning of forgiveness. Yes, your sins are forgiven. Okay, but what does that mean to to in 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 an actual practical level and practical understanding of our own theology that we are living? Yeah. Okay, let's pray with the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for allowing us, Lord, to come and to understand, really, Lord, what, what you've done, Lord, uh, bringing, Lord, our fallen nature in front of you, Lord, that you've restored already, that you've uh, uh, returned, Lord, to the original as we believe and as we understand, as you said, Lord. Allow us, Lord, to be healed, Lord, and to be uh, forgiven and to be restored every day, Lord, that your work is continuous and your salvation is continuous. Allow us, Lord, to understand, Lord, the, the, the sacraments and the mysteries and the church that we live under its wings, Lord, with the protection, with the guidance, with the direction, Lord. Praying, Lord, for my brothers and sisters, praying, Lord, that we come to you, Lord, daily, Lord, with our sicknesses, Lord, and ask you, Lord, to restore us again, Lord. Bring us back again to that, uh, your image and your likeness, Lord, uh, every day of our life till we, till we really uh, see you face to face, Lord, and and be in that presence, Lord. Hear our prayers, supplications, prayers of all your saints. In your name, Lord, hear us when we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Love of God, the Father, grace of the only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, with you go in peace, peace be with you. Have a good night, guys. See you. Thank you, Abuna. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
Thank you, Stephanie. Good to see you and to hear your voice. Thank, Thank you, Abuna. Take care, guys. Nora, Christina.